I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. Today's episode is leading from the front. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the content. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you why in leading myself, I ended up leading my entire family into a new existence and how you can replicate it from your home. You see, as many of you listeners may have been down the path with me on, I've been through this personal development ringer. You know, if we go way back to the seven-day video challenge from Danny Page going back two and a half years ago and bouncing that into some training with him and some mindset shifting and then connecting with people on social media and then diving into the Tony Robbins wormhole and then expanding into Wake Up Warrior, and then through that, other pieces and parts, and Joe Dispenza, and all the things that make me who I am today. I've evolved. The man I am today, speaking to you on the microphone, is vastly different than the man I was two and a half or three years ago. I laughingly say, although it's not really funny, I'm unrecognizable to this man that I used to be. But it's been a process. Especially in today's society, we expect almost instant results, right? Like think about yourself. In your life right now, where are you somewhat hoping for instant results? We all have something. Now, the body part of our life is what most of us focus on where I was guilty. I wanted to pack on more muscles, so I took a needle and crammed it in my side, and it worked. You know, Give me some testosterone. I build muscle much more quickly. Then when time came time to lose fat, what do we all do? Go to local GNC or vitamin shop, hop online and look for the newest fad diet or exercise or fat loss pill. We're looking for the quick fix, and I get it. I am you. I still want instant results. Now, certainly, I'm going to encourage you, the same way I've had to learn myself, that delayed gratification is actually very impactful for long-term success. And what I mean by that is I started going down this path with Lindsay more than a year ago now, probably a year and a half. And this path was every day I would wake up and send her a letter of appreciation. And I've shared this in other episodes that Every morning, I wake up and I tell Lindsay that I love her. Then I share with her something that I love her for or that I honor her because of or I appreciate that she does. And these are not high-level, nonsensical things that I come up with. I'm not, you know, remembering something from six years ago. I'm remembering something from the past 24 hours. I'm tying it into something that's impactful right now. And I'm then casting a vision into the future of how we're going to correspond together. It's great. It works. But in that, I don't know about yourself, but with me, as I send a text message to somebody, there's a part of my subconscious that's hoping for a text message back. Like I'm hoping that I'm going to get a response. And a response that creates a mutual level of adulation. And so... Text her, and she doesn't know this is coming. This is not something you don't announce. Like those of you that are going down this personal development path, don't announce to the world right away, like, I've changed, I'm different, everything's going to be better. 
So they're not going to believe you. And admittedly, the point that I received my black book from Wake Up Warrior and started to flip through it and learn these tactics and traits, our relationship was good. It had been three plus years since any sort of infidelity. I was focused and committed. We spent ample time together. I loved Lindsay and Gianna with the maximum amount of capability that I had in that moment. And so when I wake up in the morning, I start to alter my schedule and get up even earlier than I already had and start sending her these text messages. She'd wake up in the morning and say, oh, thanks. Love you too, sweetheart. That was that. And there's part of me that receives that. And of course, I'm happy. Like she acknowledged that I text her. But being real about the situation, I was hoping for a lot more. I was hoping for the same thing back. But I didn't get it. And so another day passes and I send another message and I don't get anything back. And the third day passes. And I tell her something I love about her. Oh, you're so, you're so nice. Thanks, sweetheart. Have a great day today. Like, man, I'm driving to the office. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? Like, my relationship is good. She should be responding to me. But I know part of this game, because I look at this as a game in its own right, part of this game is to not then say, like, I need you to respond back to me. I want her to feel it and be compelled to do it because that's where she knows she needs to be. And so I started doing this in May of 2017. So many of you might assume that this is some new secret that I've learned. I have not missed one day of telling Lindsay or Gianna that I love, honor, or appreciate them, either through text message or sit them down verbally, since May of 2017. It took daily consistency, those daily deposits, all the way until June of 2018. I'd been part of the Wake Up Warrior movement, the, at that point the men's group, the entrepreneurial group, the, the life-shifting events that went on there. I, went to, I had went to and visited or spent time in Laguna Beach at you know, uh, a, a Warrior Week, and I'd done all these things. And I come home, and I know I'm a different person. I know what goes on during a crucible event. And yes, that might be aggressive for some of you. I can assure you that if you go through that type of event or another event, or I'll tell you, give you a little tidbit of insight, a heads up, an event that I end up hosting, when it's structured the right way and there's enough psychological triggers and you're forced to see the things you don't want to see about yourself, it truly becomes a crucible. It shifts your perception of what your reality has been versus what it could be. That's what you go for. It may sound crazy to you right now to spend $10,000 to fly across the country, not have your hotel paid for, not have your flights paid for, to go spend money to have somebody, as we refer to it, kick you in the dick. But I'll almost guarantee you there is somewhere in your life that if you were honest with yourself, you know you are not firing on all cylinders. 
You know you don't have the capacity you wish you had. You know you wish you had more of something, and you refuse to take action to figure it out. You can read all the self-help books you want. You can consume all the YouTube videos you think you need, and you will inevitably get plenty from those up until a certain point. At some point, in order to switch your physiology, you have to move outside of the confines that you're adapted to. It's the way it works. And so I get back from Laguna, and I get back from Warrior Week, and I'm this, I truly feel like a new person. My life is firing on different cylinders. And Lindsay and Gianna can start to feel this. It becomes what I'll call palpable. You can feel it in the air. There's an aura around me, which now many of you from this podcast have become accustomed to. You see, this podcast strategically didn't launch until I returned from Warrior Week. Late April. So you don't know the old version. You don't know the old voice inflection. The old lack of eye contact. You may not know the old stories that I had told myself for years that were my truth. But they all existed. And so as I fast forward and return back and I'm in, I'll say, quote unquote, normal life with my family. The next thing that happens is Lindsay and Gianna record videos about how Warrior has changed their lives. And in that moment, they share unprompted. I'm not even in the room. They're just sharing what they come up with. And it moves me because I realize that this version that I thought that was my best self as it pertains to our relationship was a fraction of what I was capable of. And what's even crazier is to know in this moment how I'm operating is a fraction of what I am still capable of. You see, the problems I've created today, I can't solve from the same mindset and methodology that I have in this moment. I'm going to have to continue to expand my entire capacity in order to solve new problems. And so the, Lindsay and Gianna record the videos and I watch them and it's emotional. I'm crying and I'm like, man, this is nuts. I didn't have any idea they looked at me this way. The old me versus the current me. Maybe the old me versus the new me, however you want to say it. And I believe in that moment, something clicks for Lindsay. That many of the principles, many of the practices, many of the procedures that I'm doing every day, she can also do herself. So here we are, June of 2018, this very year. And I sent her a message like I had for the past 380 days. And I drive to the office and I'm doing my thing and my phone buzzes. And I look down. And it's a message from, at that point, my wife telling me how she loves something that I did the day before. And it's incredible. It shifts, again, the dynamics of our relationship because now she's starting to do her own version of self-work. She's getting up a little earlier. She's meditating. She's journaling. She's reading. She's drinking a green smoothie. She's doing things that she sees have power into my life that she yearns for the same. 
But what I couldn't have done any time during this path is say, you need to do this yourself. I can't lead her from next to her. I can't stand next to her and say, I found this new thing that's going to work really well to make us better people. Here, you do it with me. That shit doesn't work. How many places in your life have you gotten gassed up about something and tried to convince everybody around you it's a good idea? I think the most common one for everybody is a multi-level marketing company. And I'm not knocking an MLM at all. I know plenty of people that are incredibly successful with those. But you get all gassed up, you get all excited, and what do you do? What do they teach you to do? Make a list of 20, 40, 60, 80, maybe 100 of your closest friends and colleagues. Write their names on and invite them to the opportunity. Get them gassed up like we got you gassed up. And what happens? Well, maybe your family supports you out of guilt and shame, that whole feedback loop that we've created for generations. But anybody outside of that really tells you to go piss off because you haven't had any proof for them yet. You haven't been able to lead from the front. You're trying to lead them from next to them. That shit doesn't work. Just like it wasn't going to work in my household. It took a year plus of consistency before Lindsay saw enough changes in me that she wanted to change herself. And in that, she still has. She still is operating on that same core four procedure. She's still doing her daily work. And admittedly, I don't check in with her. I don't ask her if she's hit her, you know, her four today. That's her path to walk down. I don't need to micromanage her personal development. She's doing what she feels is necessary for her in the moment. That's what gets crazy about this whole journey we're all on. We all want everybody else to support our ideals. I tell this to all my clients. Just because I wake up at 4.30 and my little zone of genius is from 6 to 7, that's where I'm super creative. I do all my stuff. I meditate. I switch around the order a little bit. And I know from really 6 to 7 in the morning, I get some crazy messages. Stream from somewhere. God, universe, maybe you, the listener, don't know. They come to me. That's when I create. And in that structure, it works for me. It serves me, but it doesn't serve some of my clients. I had a great call with a guy yesterday that I I spent a lot of time with. And every morning, he set an alarm for as long as he can remember to wake up at 5.30 in the morning because somebody told him successful people wake up at 5.30. Now, this man has been immensely successful in his career. He is by no way, shape, or form a slouch. Multiple seven-figure earner. But as we start unraveling this ball of yarn, what we find out is the fact that in his prime, he was getting up at 8, going to the office at 10, and working until 7. And because he allowed the influence of others, people that he thought were more successful, people that he thought had more of their shit together, he started to try to adapt this 5.30 in the morning wake up. So what do you think happens when his alarm goes off at 5.30? He hits snooze. Then he rolls over. Then it goes off again. Then his wife's now woken up and she's mad at him. Like, What are you doing? Shut off your alarm. This is ridiculous. All this stuff goes on. And what time does he get up? 7, 7.15, 7.30. Drives his kids to school at 8 o'clock in the morning. Incredible father. 
and start looking and say, well, why are you getting up? Why are you, why are you lying to yourself? You get up at 7.30 every day. Let's not try to eat this entire elephant in one bite. Let's just make an incremental jump. Can we agree to 30 minutes earlier? Instead of getting up at 7.30, let's get up at 7. Because he's a top-level producer, he wants to achieve everything at once. And for most of us, that's almost impossible. And so in that, the next part of his evolution is the fact he wants to become more weaponized in his body. He wants to get more in shape. So two days ago, I'm going to go for a four-mile run. All right, buddy, have at it. Goes for a four-mile run. The man can barely walk yesterday. So what do we do? We recalibrate it. Let's get seven days under our belt where you go run just a mile, then do a, a quarter-mile cooldown. So instead of being forced to do something that doesn't ultimately serve him, we're now recalibrating schedules that align with his greatness. Because when we dive deeper into him as a man, he had started in the self-defeating mindset because he didn't have the fortitude to get up at 5.30. He ultimately didn't want to. And then he was in a downward slope for the rest of the day. So the opposite of that happens when he gets up on time, when the 7 o'clock alarm goes up and he pulls himself out of bed. He drinks two cups of water real quick, two glasses, puts on his running gear, and goes outside for a mile run and is now back home before 7.30. And so now he feels accomplished. He feels on fire. He feels like he can conquer the world. And today his production has been at an all-time high based off his new behavioral patterns. But how do we get there? We got there because I could lead him to that because I had done the same thing. I didn't magically go from getting up at 8.30 in the morning to getting up at 4.30. That's taken two years of calibration to make that happen. That's taken split testing, as I call it, an optimization to feel and see, like, what does really serve me in this moment? Just because some guys out in California get up at 4.30, I fucking might not want to get up at 4.30 in the morning. It might not be my jam. Just like it might not be yours. It doesn't make you less than me. I don't want you to be another me. I want you to be the best version of you. No different than I want my wife to be the best version of her. She doesn't have to get up at 4.30. Her alarm goes off most mornings at 6.45 or 7 o'clock, and she gets up and does her stuff because it's what's important to her. So all this comes back to leading from the front, leading by example, by doing the work for long enough and being consistent enough that the people around you that you want to impact and affect change in their lives, they see it so steadfast in you that it's no longer a flash in the pan. It was no longer some idea you came up with that you wanted a moral support from those people around you, that it becomes ingrained in your soul and they see that you've changed and you have power and production and purpose and passion. And through that, they want it too. So they start asking you, how did you do it? So I have to ask you, where in your life are you not leading from the front? Maybe it's in the gym. Maybe you're there and you don't really know diet and fitness and nutrition. You don't have the body that you ultimately want. You haven't put in the reps of the time, but yet you're the one in the gym coaching everybody else on what you read in some magazine or some blog article or the video that popped up on Instagram that you know this is the new greatest thing. Cut the shit and just put in the work. 
Maybe it's in your relationship. Maybe you're coaching your friends on how to have just the most successful on-fire relationship with passion and sex and love and intimacy, but you haven't had your own damn relationship that's healthy for six or eight months. Maybe this stuff is in business. Maybe you're coaching or mentoring those people around you to how to have a business that's on fire to maximize their production. But yet, if you're honest with yourself, you haven't produced for months, if not years. Drop the shit and lead from the front. It's easier. And what I can guarantee you is, above all else, if you put in the work and do the reps and you lead from the front, every day you get shit done.